Hello! Welcome to Why Not Both, the podcast all about how our multiple passions and interests shape our identity and our lives. My name is Pam Schaefer, and I am a musician and therapist in Los Angeles, and I also happen to be your host. This podcast is produced by Laura Studeris, and for this season, we've partnered up with Under the Radar magazine. If you like what you hear, you can hang out with us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at WNB, the podcast. And if you really, really like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. We are under Why Not Both podcast. When you join our Patreon, you get a whole bunch of really cool behind the scenes stuff and you get to chat with us. And that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for your support. And I hope you enjoy our interviews. This week, we were thrilled to get to catch up with Devin Gilfillian, and I hope that you enjoy our interview. You have to, you have to do it where you can do it where you can do it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, welcome to Why Not Both, where, where we do it, where, wherever you can, really. <laughs> Just like... Where you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that's so funny. So welcome. Um, my producer saw you performing and was like, we must have this individual on the podcast. Oh, damn. Are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Am I allowed? Yes, vehemently and with great enthusiasm. Okay, yes. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That yeah, there we me, go. That, that, makes me, that makes me feel fucking awesome. That's amazing. Yes. Where did they see me? Where did they see me? Um, she was at a folk festival recently. Uh, Newport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. That was magical. It was magical. Oh. What really made- I mean, so I got to cover all of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On from front to back, the whole, the whole album, and, and, you know, just, like, got to meet some new friends and, and met really met like Nathaniel Rateliff and like fell in love with that guy. He's such a sweetheart. And and he came up and sang what's going on with us. And so did Jess Wolf from Lucius and Aaron Ray and Courtney Marie Andrews and uh, who else? Langhorn Slim. And um, man, like we just had like a whole party up on stage and people guesting Joy Latifun and, and, uh, like Cam Franklin from The Suffers, and um, it was it just felt like a giant like party and a big family, and like everybody was like crying at the end. It was it was insane. It was in, it was insane. It was definitely the highlight of this this past tour. This like little two we had like a little two week run, and um, I mean it was it was like a really great introduction to getting back on the road. It's funny. I was like, oh, my follow-up question would be what made it magical? And I was like, well, you definitely answered that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like uh, Marvin Gaye crying at the end. Like, I was like, yeah, that nailed it. You know, making Nathaniel Rateliff cry with your song with, you know, is is a pretty, like, I'm like, all right, I, I did pretty good. (laughs) becoming friends with him he just seems i'm I'm just like him and his whole band and we got to like jam with 
his band and got on stage with him and and uh, Tommy Prine, like John Prine's grandson, um, and it, it was it was just such such a beautiful. Just felt like summer camp, you know. Oh. <laughs> well, especially when you said that it like it ended this two week tour. Was that I'm guessing that's the first tour that you've been on in quite a while. A long time, a long time. We also got to get on stage with Shaka Khan and sing "I'm Every." I'm every woman and ain't nobody. That, what? That, <laughs> that, that was that was like Allison Russell's. Uh, she had a set. She's an amazing singer songwriter who was in a band called Birds of Chicago, and um, and and she her for her set she brought up a bunch of people and her guest, her surprise guest was Shaka Khan, and <laughs> and then. And she was like, if you want to get up on stage in the background and sing, you know, with us, like you can get on stage. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to be on stage. Yeah, you're like, I will just even stand there. I'll just, I'll just be there. <laughs> be there, just doing anything, like anything. Hand me a tambourine, just throw me in. <laughs> tambourine, shaker, egg, you know, you know <laughs> I'll pretend I'm shaking an egg. But yeah, that was the first first like run that we've done since really the since the pandemic. How did how did that feel? Because during the pandemic, were you doing any live streams or were you recording or like, you know, it was interesting talking to people through this because people went through what I dubbed the phase where you're kind of just a potato in a microwave. Like we're not really sure if it's baking, it's just rotating around. Um, and that was <laughs> yeah. Um, I think everyone went through a solid potato phase at one point. Um, but I guess what were you up to during that time? And then how did you feel touring? Man, I mean, so many things, fam. I, I, I think, uh, like, yeah, we did some live streams, but not that many. I didn't really want to do that many live streams because I'm just like, this time isn't like for, yeah, like, it's cool to do some, but I think there's so many, so much cooler creative things to be doing other than live stream, you know, the podcasts. I love that. Like start a podcast, get on a podcast, talk on a podcast. Like do, hey, that's, you know, if you got some fun, interesting stuff to talk about, do it, you know, but like, I don't know, it's hard for me to connect with like an artist like jamming out so hard and it's like yes. and stuff and it's like oh man but so so I just took this time to like write as much as I could and also like figure out what you know how to connect with with my fans like without without being on the road yeah you know and and um that's why I did the what's going on thing. And, and, you know, I kind of like, I knew that this was just going to be a period of time, a short period of time, and then we'd be back. And right. of course, fingers crossed, knocking on wood, you I was know, gonna say, I'm like, where, where can I, I'll knock on a mood. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, like we're, we gotta, we gotta get everybody in, in line and on the same track so that we, so we can keep keep live music going and you know hey if you got to get vaccinated if you can't get vaccinated then do it 
you know, like just do it. If yep. you, it's now it's now we're at the point the point where like if we just gotta protect people who can't get vaccinated. Yes. And also the science behind vaccines is so that we can also stop the virus from having as many hosts so it can't mutate as much because that's why it's getting worse. Is that it learns. Viruses are smart, they learn. We just need to give it fewer schools. Exactly. Yes, exactly. We got to, yep, 100%, yep. Pam. I'm <laughs> with you. I'm all about it. I got like, my Pfizer flavor all in me and I'm good to go. So like mm -hmm. that, that to me, um, you know, getting, getting on the same page. I also, just over this past year, I, I really, I think the main thing that I was focused on was getting Donald Trump out of the White House. Yes. And I, <laughs> like, <love that. laughs> like, I couldn't really, I couldn't, it was kind of like the fire that was in the middle of the kitchen and you're like trying, you know, like at first, like it was just like a kind of like smoking like pan. <laughs> yes. That was just like, man, that pan's got to get cleaned. It's real greasy and nasty. It's, it's, and it needs, it really needs to, it smokes when I turn it on. And then like this year in 2020, it was just on fire. And you're like, nah, I can't. It's like actively, actively it's on fire. Just constantly. I can't make my Annie's mac and cheese around this, this, this fire that's happening, right? I got to put this out or my house is going to burn down. I can't write songs or anything. I got to put this fucking fire out. So that was, to me, that, like, you know, that politics kind of became a, a fire, <laughs> the, the kitchen that's on fire for me that had to be put out before I could do anything. And, yes, yes. And like, you know, because really, we're still really fighting. We're fighting so hard to convince people that they need to get vaccinated, like, and, you know, and, and, and really like, you know, we do live in a country where we have so many privileges and like, we have so many freedoms and getting vaccinated is, is and, and, and the government telling people to get vaccinated is not them taking away your freedom. It's, it's them saying, hey, like you have an option. You can, you can get, you can not get vaccinated if you want, but you you gotta stick this Q-tip up your nose every day then. Right? I think that people mistake individual freedom for like freedom from consequence. <laughs> and you're like, you could make right? a choice. There's a lot of choices you could make, but here are some of the consequences of those choices. Yep. <laughs> like, and you know that is the beauty of having freedom of choice but unfortunately we are not free from logical consequence yes yes yep yep <laughs> as you see me just like stare into the middle distance <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh and yeah, yeah when you were saying about, you know, that in a way like politics came to the forefront and you were talking about the what's going on and covering that and whatnot, explain to people kind of what you were doing and how those like dovetailed because yeah, I was like, I'm curious about all of that. You know, so like, as far as when, when it all, it all, when George Floyd 
was was killed, that was when it really ex the political. I really felt like the gaslighting was on fire from Donald Trump. Like, I felt like there was no way you can deny this. Right. And then, and then, and then he then provoked more violence, you know, and then, you know, was very much, he, he was normalizing hate towards protesters. It was like, he was just just stirring the pot, and I, and it was to me it was, it was really crazy. It was like, it felt like, yo, hey, yo, hey, anybody else see this? <laughs> Does anyone else see this guy, like, just like throwing a pile of shit and lighting it on fire, uh -huh. and then being like, hey, who lit that pile of shit? <laughs> Like, yes, y'all. It's like that meme of like, who could have done this? <laughs> it was mind blowing. I mean, before that, before that, the co everything with COVID was that was blowing my mind insanely. But then, then when George Floyd happened, that was that was insane. And then I went out to a protest, and I was like, man, I want to I want to bring music and peace to this protest. I want to figure out how to do that. And so I went home and learned what's going on on acoustic, and I was gonna take that out to the protest and I just broke down crying as I was learning it and at that moment realized what Marvin Gaye was trying to say and was just like really my mind was just blown that 50 years ago ago this song was came out and and like and we still have haven't haven't really heard the message of this entire record and that that was really what I was like, how do I, how do I use this record to fight voter suppression in this country? If I could do it in, the, in Tennessee, if I could do it anywhere, I'll do it here, I'll do it locally and then figure out who, what voices I want on this record to help. Right. You know, and, and I wanna highlight black voices, you know, and voices of color and, and, and women's voices and, and, and like, and also my my cat is growing oh. up in the background on the rug. Oh. <laughs> you can't if you can hear that. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Anyway, sorry. I love that. Very very white, just throwing up on the rug. Never on the hardwood, you know, there's hardwood everywhere. Oh no. oh no, whenever cats throw up, I think that they actually look for the most porous location. Yeah. They're like, yeah. is it the rug? Is it the bedspread? Let me find like the hardest place that you could possibly try and clean. And that is where, that is, is where it, I will do Is this. it fresh? Is it new? Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Do you love it? Especially if you love it. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh but, but Mar what, Marvin Gaye what's going on you know I wanted to it, it, it all it all came together around that and and um yeah I'm, I'm really it was the best education musical education that I've, that I've gotten in a long time I was gonna say it sounds like in a way not only was it kind of like 
edifying in like a community sense, but it sounds like it was personally incredibly inspiring to do that. So much, so inspiring. And, and like, also everyone that I wanted to, like, that I wanted involved, it was so easy. Like, they immediately were like, yep, yep, I'm into that. I'm down. I want, I want to do that. That's when you know you're on a good path. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm so lucky. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, for everybody that hopped in and, and it like really solidified relationships with people and community here in, in Nashville that I have and showed me how deep it goes and how strong it is. And, and, and yeah, yeah, it, it brought a lot of meaning to just like what I'm doing as a musician. Right. Well, and it puts it in context, both like musically and then, like you said, like kind of your community in Nashville were at a time particularly when it was really funny, like seeing all those ads of like, we're alone together. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like, mm, that's a, mm. um, kind of a weird dichotomy there. Uh, but it showed you, <laughs> it showed you kind yeah. of like, particularly at such a disconnected time, like both musician community. And then you were talking about like connecting with your fan community as well. Like, do you feel like this also connected you more to the people who listen to your music anyway? Absolutely. Absolutely. It did. And I, I think it also allowed me to stop tippy toeing around what I really want to say and how I want to say it and and like really diving into the conversation that needs to happen around around race around politics around religion and everything like all of it you know like because yeah. evangelistic Christianity you know like is supposed to be all about love and, and and all these things and and it's it's you know that's not where the money's going right and and like you know I, I think that it's time to hold people accountable that's all and the only way to do that is if you have a voice use it yeah like it's interesting to me that you said like you know that you didn't want to have to kind of tiptoe around your beliefs it's strange to me when people tell artists to not be political because I'm like well what's the point of art if it's not making you think differently about right? the systems you're in and about like feeling it's like then why are you engaging with this at all <laughs> like what are you doing percent a hundred percent like it's it's and like people say the same thing about pro athletes and you know stop talking about politics and just play ball it's like well no actually i'm gonna do what i want i'm gonna talk about politics and i'm gonna mm -hmm. do, do it loudly because i have a platform and and i should do it you know like it's it really money is is in power is the only way to really hold this capitalistic account like country accountable sometimes and it, it really when you take the money out when you take when you take when you stop people from spending you, you, yeah. can, you, you can really hurt some people you can hurt the 
the big man. That's what I find so fascinating about like the current landscape where, I mean, you and I are both in like the arts field and I also work as a therapist. It's like those fields are kind of outside of that structure a bit. Um, but like, I've been reading articles where people are saying, well, no one wants to work at jobs anymore. And it's like, no, 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 people actually do enjoy. I think that people enjoy doing things. Like, I don't think there's really many people who, I'm sure there's someone that enjoys sitting around and not doing stuff, but for the most part, people like to actually, they're curious about the world. They like to have agency in it, but they don't like to be exploited. I think that that's what people are missing. It's not that people don't want to have a job. It's just that they don't want to be like, underpaid and not have health insurance the right. problem is not the job <laughs> like, uh, it's, like... It's, it's really really crazy to you know that we're really we're starting to see in this country where the cracks are and and like yeah like no like the labor short the labor the labor shortage is because you know, I was listening to the daily and the other day and, and like the labor shortage is, is because the jobs aren't paying people enough. Right. They're not paying people well enough. They're not giving them health insurance. They're, they're overworking people, especially in the service industry. Yes. And, and like, like it's at the end of the day, like, what do you expect? What do you, if you don't give people dignity, which is a job that puts a roof over their head that pay, gives them health care that they can maybe then work towards saving for a house. Yes. If you make that actual dream, which is not even, it's not a, it's not even plausible for, for so many people. Right. If, you know, if you made that a reality for people, then, then that's something that maybe you can get behind. People can get behind, but but that's not even being talked about, you know? Yeah, and it's that to not provide people with a certain level of dignity or security, then why would you expect that they'd be like, oh, you know what? I love being treated poorly. Please do more of that. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> um, it was interesting the way that you framed it of like, that we can see kind of like the cracks in our systems, um, the cracks in our society. Like you said, that it started off as just sort of, oh, this pan kind of smolders a bit when when I use it to, oh my God, my entire kitchen is on fire. <laughs> like, I think that particularly with what happened last summer, um, I'm glad that you're highlighting it through the arts because I think in a lot of ways, people who aren't in the black community are now seeing like essentially oh, we're being treated the same way that Black people have been treated in this country the whole time. This is terrible. <laughs> it's yeah. like, surprise. Um, like COVID, I think, highlighted that. Um, and so I'm glad that you're bringing light to it with the arts, because I think for some people, it's very, it's challenging to confront that. And it can bring up like defensiveness in people or denial and things like that. And so couching it in terms of the arts as people are coming to this realization uh, is a great way to go. <laughs> is how I'd put that. It's the sugar coated, you know. It's 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 the sugar in the in in the coffee for sure, you know. Oh yeah. Right, like it, it and it's necessary, and and you gotta somehow get the message 
through to people in, in some kind of way. And uh, that's it. That's it. Inspiration, man. Inspiration is, is, is an, an emotion, you know, because people are, people listen to emotion more than they listen to facts. Yes. You know, they, they, they let emotions drive their decisions as opposed to, you know, seeing some fact on a piece of paper or a doctor giving some fact, you know, they, which is, which is crazy. <laughs> but we got to know this. We have to know yes. this about our, ourselves and about humans. Yeah, because humans are a mix. I was just talking to someone about this, is that like, obviously I as a human, I'm in the same. It's like, we're a mix of logic and emotions. And so like, frankly, our decisions should kind of feature both because you can't really deny one or the other. So it's like, yeah, of course you want to take your feelings into account, but it's like feelings aren't facts. Like they're great information, <laughs> but like <laughs> that's different than a fact. And so you want to pause and be like, well, how do I want to make this decision based on the information I have from my feelings and like the facts I have from logic. And it's like kind of put them together and make like a nice synthesis there. Um, but if you're just going off of one, like, cause I think if you're only going off of logic, you're going to miss something. Like you said, you need the sugar coating. <laughs> you can't hand someone a cupcake made of just frosting. Like you need to have like a cake in there. You need to have like some sort of foundation. <laughs> That'd be some nutrients in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe it's like a zucchini cupcake, but they don't know. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> zucchini banana bread <laughs> exactly exactly but you gotta you gotta have some some kind of truth some you gotta weigh it out different get different sources <laughs> all that yes. stuff because connecting stuff. connecting emotionally i think is so important in like even talking to people about things like voter suppression because if you're just like here's the facts of it. People either like glaze over or they just get upset. <laughs> and then they're like, now I don't even know what to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's, it's really, you're always going to have people on the complete opposite side too, you know, and, and somehow you got to find a place in the middle. You have to somehow show them that everybody is really trying to get to the same place. Yeah. And because because really, you know, the people who believe that that Donald Trump actually won and there was fraud and, and, and all this, all that jazz, you know, when you try to tell them that there is the voter suppression. Right. They're 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 priority their issue of priority with voting is completely different and like and 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 like you can't it's so hard to to not want to invalidate and and you have to be like listen there's there is fraud in voting but it's not what you think it is <laughs> It's one of those that word might not mean exactly what you think it means. It's not what you think it is. And if we're actually looking at the facts and not going off of Susan, cousin Susan, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> emotional rant at the you know at Pathmark or <sighs> giant grocery store you know like <laughs> like no like we have to look at some like legitimate yeah. journals and and facts and 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 like you know not we'll look at CNN and we'll look at Fox News and we'll look at routers you know and we'll look at C CBS you yeah know? just get, like, get a fuller scope get a full we got to get the full scope and and everybody has different problems and different issues and and like we we have to be like okay you these are your problems that you believe are are, are problems and and i don't want to invalidate those but but let me tell you that though th those you think those are some problems i'm my me and my people are having some problems too. yeah here's this other set <laughs> <laughs> here's the other side here like let's look at all the sides and and yes. there are just people that just don't look no it's very and i think that building building that empathy is it's challenging so i admire what you're doing through the arts like one of my friends covers protests like um yeah like there's like all the like, anti-mask protests and like things like that and what's so fascinating is exactly what you're talking about that it's like a lot of the people that show up to particularly those protests recently um are so um are so enveloped in their own narrative of having problems and like yeah. every everyone has problems like everybody at some point has problems like that we're just going to take for granted but they have difficulty seeing that one other people have problems and two that those problems might actually look very different than theirs there's yeah. this difficulty of getting outside of that narrative and yeah. he's found that like the best way to approach it is to just approach people neutrally right and 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 like everyone has different problems everyone has problems every and and like if we all just just sat and said you know what like let me let me listen to my my homies problems over here maybe i can help them maybe let me listen to this like maybe i can help like it's crazy it's crazy and it's crazy how that you know how it, it's wild how you know I, i'm not like a super religious person but i believe in god and to me i think that J jesus was a cool dude and you know would for sure be like what the fuck is happening like with i say that is a very confused expired <laughs> like like i like i you know like and sure thing and sure same thing with moses 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 i'm sure <laughs> what like okay so like being raised jewish i'm watching all of this and i keep thinking i'm like am i missing something was there something that i missed here like i read the new testament like <laughs> That doesn't seem to be what I read. No, no, it's all it's all getting read the wrong way. It's all getting spun the wrong way. But all at the end of the day, like, you know, Jesus would be wanting everybody to to really be looking 
loving each other and looking each at each other's issues and and and, yes. and, and pain and, and 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 wounds and and trying to tend to those wounds and and yes and like it's it's wild how it's a, it, it kind of got turned around it turned turned way around yes but that's yes that's wild to me i'm glad you brought that up because there is so much it was interesting that you touched on the political and also the religious because i do feel like at least in at least in our country there's a conflation of the two yeah and it's tied it's unfortunately it's tied together you know as far as like you know the republican party is is has that the moral majority kind of tied to tied in with it and and it to me it's it's just hip, insanely hypocritical in so many ways so like if, <laughs> if only to to me if if the church really saw donald trump for what he was then hell no they wouldn't vote voted for him and and, and right? like supported the republican party after so many of the, the, all the shit that I he think- said yeah. Some of it goes back to what you were talking about with money, where it's like there's the two axes of like there's money and there's power. Money. Um, money, 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 money. That's the only thing I can think of that would like inform that kind of cognitive dissonance and hypocrisy is like, where's the money? <laughs> like, where's is someone getting profit from that? Like, because otherwise, yeah, when you look at it, it, it logically doesn't make sense and it doesn't emotionally resonate. So I'm like, where is that coming from? Like, it's it's the abortion thing and 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 it's also I don't know how you know, abortion got tied into yeah the mor- morality of Christi- Christianity which it really it wasn't always there but it it got tied in yet again no textual evidence that was the other thing that like I feel weird like saying this but it's like being raised not in that religion I was always like very careful to be like, well, I don't want to be critical of something that's not mine and that I wasn't raised in, but like I, I did look for evidence for it to be like, what's informing these views? And I'm like, low-key nothing question mark. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm big on research. You might have noticed. I'm like, I like to read a lot of things. I like to kind of like investigate. I'm very curious about things. And so I always want to find, like, you know, like what's informing someone's views like where where is it coming from what are multiple ways to look at it like so if like i if i'm plumbing into the depths of something and don't find anything i'm like well where'd you get that from <laughs> like right and and either way it's just insanely silly that that is being prioritized over so many things that that would make human life better on this on this in this country yeah yeah by far but in so many ways and so but you know it's 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 uh one day i think i think in the the new generations of of kids that yes shit you know they're they're gonna come up and and hopefully they'll burn it down (laughs) that's on one hand it's it's very interesting because i have a lot of faith in gen z and i also understand why sometimes they're like why'd you guys mess everything up and then expect us to fix it? Like we can't fix everything. (laughs) Like, I don't know. You know, it, they say it just, 
the bullshit kind of recircles, you know, it reinvents itself, but also hopefully that we get smarter and better. I, I do think that Gen Z is in some ways wiser, like as, as like as a, as a tired elder millennial, I often, I'm like, I offer my support and, and here's some water and some, and some sunscreen. I'm on your team. Um, it's like, go forth. <laughs> um, but like, I think that at least like the millennial generation, as I perceive it, is like the last that we kind of did buy into like, well, the system seems a little wonky, but maybe it'll work. Whereas like Gen Z is like, no, <laughs> none of this. <laughs> this ain't all we gotta that. Restart. We got to hit the restart button. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> So that at least that does give me hope that there's no there's no delusion in there that like any of this works. <laughs> they yeah they know they know like they yeah. they we really there's so much work that needs to be done and so many so much shit that needs to be rewritten and and I hope the hope I hope that we can get Gen Z can help we'll help we can do it we can do it I I believe in us. Yeah. Well, and what's the response been from your fan base? Like, since you actually did start talking about all this and you did release what's going on, it's like, what has people's response been? Like, what what's happened since then? You know, people have been so supportive. Oh, they really have. And the people have been so, I feel like my true allies in this, in this town have showed up and, and like, really i have found i've found like such support not only with fans but like with like fellow artists in this in nashville and and, and in this in the united states and um and yeah there's been like a couple people like you know who unfollow and write messages like i can't i don't want to write you know blah 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 like look at this stuff you're your sheep you know about something, you know stuff like that and like i'm just like hey listen like i have nothing but love for you and 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 your decision like there's not i like there's there's no there's no bad blood and and but some people yeah they can't handle like me yeah. you know, me having having using my voice and but I feel like honestly, it's been more of a net gain for sure. Right. And even it's interesting because I think about the people who, it's kind of like watching people um, angrily leave a Facebook group. Yeah. It's like, it kind of reminds me of like when someone leaves a party, like in a huff, and then like they come back a minute later being like, I forgot my jacket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone else is like, okay <laughs> yeah, you really didn't have to do that exactly. you really look like a ding dong that's pretty much how i feel when you're describing people being like i can't listen to you because you have opinions it's like cool okay you really didn't listen to any of my songs right. they were about at all like you just like didn't hear it at all it was like the people that were surprised by the content in, in Rage Against the Machine songs recently. I was like, well, did you not listen to them? 
rage is is every like that is like the most to me it's it's like it's like yeah uh, how'd you miss that yeah that de la roca's is zach de la roca's is like just killing kill like killing bush yeah yeah and that just flew by some people and so yeah, it's kind of, I, I chalk it up to them, like, either person's going to realize that at some point. Um, some people just double down on being foolish, but, like, some people, you know, afterwards, when they can actually sit and think about, like, why did I decide to unfollow this person? Because they were, you know, like, why am I so offended by something I don't agree with? Right. And, and you can't force people to see outside of their outside of their bubble like they just have to like somehow bust out and be like oh wow like i was really had shades on people got shades on and you gotta you know you gotta live live other people's lives and and try and put yourself in other people's shoes well, and there's also no shame in saying like, hey, I, I did have these on before and now I've taken them off and wow, it's really bright and I'm very squinty and might be doing things kind of wonky, but like I'm doing my best. <laughs> like... Absolutely. And that's like, that's bravery, man. You know, like that's the most brave thing you can do is is take the shades off and be like, oh, I'm, I'm looking through, trying to look through your 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 view your shades look through your glasses and see what you see and and, and you know I'm definitely uh, feels like I'm drunk right now. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> help, help me understand. Help me understand what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, because building building empathy, even thinking of the people that we were talking about, you know, like like the whole vaccine debate. Like there are people that are in some of my social feeds who I do purposefully keep people in there that have different views so that I can see like what for instance like there's this one woman who's posting about how like awful it is that they you know were saying nurses were heroes last year but now like they're saying they're awful um like that was her perception of like that they're asking nurses to get vaccinated that she was seeing this as like an affront um, and to me, it was so interesting to see that because I was like, oh, now I understand that you think that like we're punishing people or that we are, um, we're taking away their accomplishments or we're saying like that our appreciation for what they did last year is conditional. So it helps me understand that better. So that way, if I'm talking to someone, if it comes up, I can be like, oh, like, of course we still valorize everything they did this is yet another thing that we can do to help protect people. This absolutely is in no way taking away from their accomplishment last year and for all their hard work last year. So it's like understanding more about like what, what someone's argument is or like what someone's point is, um, is so valuable. Cause then you can empathize and be like, Oh, this person thinks that like you're, you're being mean to nurses essentially. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's the emotional issue you're talking about here. Whereas if I was talking to that person and just was talking to them about like individualism versus like collectivism, like it wouldn't land. So I have to learn like, well, what, how is this other person thinking? What are they feeling? Otherwise you can't, you kind of can't dialogue. Yeah. And context is so, is so critical too. Just like, 
knowing knowing you can give someone the same exact fact yes but then with a different emotion behind it it can just make you feel a completely different way yes you can feel angry about it or you can feel so grateful about it like yes and and you have to know when people are really like twisting on your emotions yes and also even like when you get like i mean I get emotionally activated about stuff too. It's not like I'm just sitting here being like, oh, oh totally. <laughs> we're this we are just as susceptible. Yes. You know? Yes. And I like I studied psychology in college actually. Like I got a bachelor's in psych and and awesome. So like it was really and that and that makes me I feel like it, it makes me no less susceptible at all. Like I, right. I like <laughs> it, it all. It all still. I still am like motherfucker. <laughs> things, and you know, I get triggered very easily. But but like, I at least I feel like it's interesting to to see how how easy like how how social media has become such a powerful form of propaganda and and misinformation and you know because it is the most powerful form of information of course it's going to be the most powerful form of misinformation yes and and like people don't really you know if, if if you don't if people can't tell the difference which that is the genius and the evil that Donald Trump has created, then, you know, then people are very easily manipulated. Yes. I was curious if you found like a palpable difference interacting with people in the tour that you did versus interacting with people through social media around your art and around the messages you've been spreading because I, yeah. And essentially in the last year and a half, like really all we had was social media. So I was like, was that different interacting with people? <laughs> like such like a child of the internet. I'm like, IRL. <laughs> you know, it, it was like, as far as the difference between interacting with people online and in person, like, I, to be honest, like, I don't necessarily, like, I'll, I'll react like respond back to people sometimes on social media for like stories and yeah and, and like little stories that I post are so stupid they're usually about my cats and, and like things that I'm cooking you know and and like excellent so there's I've always had like positive like it's always been good vibes on my social media like there's never really been right. anything like you know there's only like I said been a couple people been like Peace out. Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> but, but <laughs> the accusation is always like sheep or like you know, sheep. Or like, like man. wake up. Like and I'm just like, oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> like, mm. Mm. It's so great. It's so Oh great. my God. I'm the one who is a sheep. Yep, yep, yep. And so yeah, so like, but and in person, 
you know, I'd say, especially this past couple weeks, it was insane. It was, the reception has been so beautiful. Aww. So beautiful. Like, and people are so excited and hungry for music and want healing. They want, yes. they want, they want to, they want to heal. And I, I feel that. So I feel like, yeah, that's what I want to bring this, uh, this year and this next, the next year. And, and just in general, that's what I, I want to provide is musical he healing. You know? I love that. And like, I mean, that brings us full circle to why you're on the podcast is that you did provide that for, for Laura who produces it. Like she was messaging me from the show being like, oh my God, you got to hear this guy. <laughs> That's amazing. So I was like, I was like, all right, you got one. <laughs> I had the distinct feeling you got more. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so, that's, I, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you for being so generous with your time today. No sweat. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, Pam. It's been awesome to hang and next time in, i'm in L la I'll, I'll let you know i'm playing the greek actually in october <gasps> what that's one of my very favorite places here i'm 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 pumped to playing with marcus king and and uh uh greta van fleet wow Thank you again for listening to this episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and on Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who is literally a rock star. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next episode.